0: Hello and welcome to the Black Hatters Employment Team podcast where we are your very own employment lawyers in your pocket. My name is Simon Allison and I am head of Black Hatters Employment Team. This podcast is aimed at managers and business owners and aims to help you navigate the murky and often contentious world of employment law. This is season two where we're answering your Twitter questions. How to be a good witness? How to give a reference? We will answer these and other questions as fully as we can. Our aim in this season is to answer your Twitter questions from start to finish, making sure you keep in touch with the law. Hello, welcome to episode four of season two of Employment Lawyer in Your Pocket. My name is Simon Allison. I'm joined
1: with my colleague Jack Boyle. Hi Jack. Hi Cy, top of the morning. How are you today? I am a okay. How are you doing? Not bad. I am very good actually. The sun is out. It's a bit nippy, but apart from that, there's a smile on my face. <laughs> that makes a change, isn't it? It does. <laughs> okay, enjoy do to introduce your guest. I do well. We've got a very special guest today. Very special. First guest we've ever had on the podcast, I think. Would it's a be first fair to say.
0: First three B, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's first three three-ball So three ball. We're, okay. Um we're very privileged to be joined by our colleague Ruth Weir, or Struth, commonly known, from corporate <laughs> law. Morning,
2: Ruth. Good morning, both. How are you?
1: Okay, thanks. How are you doing?
2: Good, good.
0: First podcast, nervous?
2: I am um, a little bit, but...
0: You'll get through it.
2: Yeah, we'll see how it goes.
0: Have some whiskey, it always helps. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today we're talking about intellectual property. The question we've been asked, emailed in is, who owns intellectual property created during employment? It's been emailed in by the big partnership. Jack,
1: who are they? The big partnership. So they are, in fact, the UK's largest PR and digital marketing firm. So wow, uh, that sounds yeah, very impressive. It is impressive. You should check <laughs> out their website, Simon. Mean, they do a lot of good stuff. They okay. can help you out with um, building your brand, right. raising awareness of your brand, and overall general marketing strategy. They've mm. got some pretty impressive clients: Scottish football ah. league and stuff um, that you can see on their website. So
0: okay. Very, thanks for the questions from Big Partnership. That's great. Okay, so what counts as intellectual property? Um, Jack, that's, oh, sorry, Ruth, that's the first question. What kinds of intellectual
2: property? Um, So it covers a wide range of different things from brand names that Jack's just mentioned to product designs, things you write to inventions. Uh, Most people will probably have heard of a couple of different types of intellectual property and I'll just run through a couple of the more common ones. Um, First one is copyright.
0: Copyright, okay.
2: So that covers things like literary works and writing art, photography, film, music, etc. Really just a lot of the more artistic stuff um, and protects your works from others using it without consent. It will apply automatically whenever you've created a new piece of work or recording and doesn't need to be registered and gives you protection for between 25 and 70 years depending on the type of copyright created.
0: Hmm, Okay, literary works. Okay, so if I were to do a poem... Right here, right now, would that mm-hmm. be classed as literary work, do you think?
2: Yes, it probably would. Okay, um,
0: there was a young man called Jack who wanted to give something back. He had lots of dosh, but wasn't too posh, but he's basically a pain in the sack. Is that, <laughs> is that okay?
2: Um, It's copyright, so I'm not sure <laughs> if it's good okay. or not. It's not okay.
1: <laughs> not okay. That's pretty good off, off the cuff, do you know, I think? <laughs> Off the cuff side, yeah. I reckon I could, I could do better than that. Don't believe it.
0: Okay, you've got seven minutes to the end of the podcast to come up with something better. Yeah. Okay, that covers copyright. Ruth,
2: Welsh, kind um, do you get? So the other one I wanted to, to cover off was a trademark. Okay. Um, and this will cover things like words, logos, colours, despite the name being trademark. It also covers sounds or a combination of all of these things. Um, it needs to be unique and can't be too descriptive, misleading, or too common. So something like chocolate couldn't be a trademark because it's too common and is really describing what you're actually looking at. Hmm.
1: Okay, that makes sense. I see, I see. So what about this then, Ruth? What do you think about this? When we started out the podcast series, um, I devised a rather novel and artistic logo <laughs> to go on iTunes. Did you devised that, did you? I devised devise that, Simon. <laughs> okay. I did it on my computer on the paint app. <laughs> okay. Paint. Okay, fine. Um so that, that nifty logo that somebody else devised for me, <laughs> okay. is that something that could be trademark material?
2: Yep. Yeah, so that could be trademarked and you can either go for the as I say, the logo, so the actual pocket Logo that's there, or employment lawyer in your pocket, uh, oh. tagline might be ah. able to be trademarked, and you can look at registering that with the Intellectual Property Office in the UK. Let's get um, in the case so chat. it's on the register. Well, let's, let's get in the case it. right
1: now, shall we? This afternoon. How much would we need to pay to do that, though? Who's um, paying? Me or you? You can do it, sir. <laughs> <in the> partnership <laughs> credit card. <laughs> okay. How much, Ruth?
2: Um, so that will be two hundred and fifty pounds um, to register at the Intellectual Property Office, and it gives you protection for ten years. Wow, yeah. that's just
0: pretty good, isn't it? And then like you
2: can good. renew it thereafter. Wonder
0: £25 what, a year. What season will we be on in 10 years' time? <laughs> <laughs> Culled after season two, I think. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. So, who actually owns these IP rights, Ruth?
2: Well, generally speaking, um, the person that's created the IP will okay. be the owner. So, for the poem... That you created earlier. Limerick, um, the saucy Limerick. Limerick. Yep. <laughs> uh, the copyright in that would be with you as the creator of it. Okay. And for trademarks, if it's registered, it will normally be the person that's listed on the register, um, unless you can show that actually you, you use the brand or something.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, see, that's interesting. What about um, saying the unlikely event that uh, Simon wrote a chapter for the next employment law handbook? Unlikely? Very unlikely. <laughs> Come on, Jack.
0: <laughs> I'm accredited. Okay.
1: In so, the very unlikely event that I wrote the chapter for the oh, employment Jack. law Jack.
2: Don't
0: do yourself
1: in to <laughs> would, would I then own the copyright in that?
2: Well, as I say, that's the general position. <clears throat> but in for intellectual property created in the scope of employment, it's normally considered owned by the employer, unfortunately. So <sighs> that wouldn't sit with you. It would sit with Blackadder's.
0: Yay! Um,
2: So if it's done in the normal duties of employment or as part of an assigned duty to the employee, then the employer owns it. It's a slightly greyer area if it's done within working hours, but isn't a duty that that employee will normally do. Um, So to avoid any uncertainty, the best thing is to have relevant contracts in place that make it clear who owns what.
0: Okay, When you say contracts, what do you mean by that?
2: Well... From an employment law perspective, it's common to see clauses in employment contracts, particularly where IP is likely to exist or be created, so that the employee waives any rights that they might have in intellectual property created during work.
0: Mm, Okay.
2: Um, So it just means then that everything transfers over to the employer. The employee will still have some rights, and these are known as moral rights, and these essentially mean they'll be named as the author Mm -hmm. on any reproduction of the work, can object to certain alterations of the work and object to any de- derogatory treatment.
0: <clears throat> okay,
2: so, makes sense. So, I mean, you can see how employees would really start to become a bit of a headache for employers if, at best, every time the work's reproduced, they need to be named as author, and at worst, the employee can prevent an adaptation of works where they think it's a derogatory treatment.
0: Okay, so do you think these provisions are quite important?
2: I'd say they're very important. Okay. Without them, you could find that somebody else has the right to the intellectual property and controls how it's used, developed, and could actually be sold so that you can't use it going forward. If you use intellectual property without the correct consents, you would be infringing on somebody else's intellectual property rights and could be sued for doing so. And obviously, neither of these outcomes are beneficial if you're trying to run a business.
1: No, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, so how could you stop the infringement then and make sure that you're protected with your IP, Ruth?
2: So I think probably the main thing is to get contracts that have provisions in place dealing with intellectual property and its ownership. Um, If you don't actually need to own the intellectual property, you could get a license put in place that gives you all the rights you need to use the IP without actually owning it. The starting point would be to understand what type of intellectual property you're dealing with to see who the default owner would be and then look at getting a contract in place with them.
0: That makes sense to me. How's that poem coming on, Jack? The poem...
1: How's it's, that coming on? i got two. I th- see th- you've been th- writing stuff down. Th- I've you scribbled out. two. Just let me get the last two lines while we're <laughs> up this up, Simon. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Don't rush me.
0: Don't rush you. Okay. Okay, so that covers episode four of season two. Ruth, what are your three top tips for this podcast?
2: So I've failed in three and I've had to go for four top tips, unfortunately.
0: Ruth, classic corporate <laughs> Ruth. Typical corporate. Ka- classic <laughs> Ruth. Okay, <laughs> let's hear four top tips. So.
2: Top tip one, know what IP you've got, use or need so you know what protections you have and when IP might be created.
0: Okay, so beware.
2: Yes. Step two, be specific on what employee or consultant duties are so it's clear when work is created in the course of employment and have clear ownership policies and provisions so that everybody knows who owns the IP when it's created.
0: Okay, so be aware. Tip number three...
2: Keep a record of any intellectual property created and when it was created, along with details of any relevant contract provisions.
0: Okay, and tip number four
2: look at putting these provisions in place before the intellectual property is actually created and document it. It's much easier to deal with things at the outset rather than further down the line when a dispute arises over who actually owns the IP.
0: Okay, so be fair. But beware. Be aware and be fair. Just like that?
2: Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there and we that's go. three tips. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, plus four. Plus the fourth one. Okay, so let's go to the... Let's hear use, his let's
1: use poem. That I can't wait for his poem. I can't read your right. writing, but let's let's see. <laughs> there might be a little bit of copyright infringement here, Sai, because really? I did like one of your lyrics, um, okay. one of your lines. So okay. there was a young man called Jack. Yes. They all said that he was too posh. What? If they all said that he was too posh. Okay. But... If you've been given the sack call Jack and he'll win you some dosh (laughs) (laughs) that's quite good actually I should get that on beer mats in the town pubs
0: (laughs) that's very good see. what do you think
1: Ruth is that a good poem do you think
2: I think that's a good poem better than mine or worse than mine I don't want to get involved in chain of of command
0: fair enough okay so that covers episode 4 thanks for listening if you like what you hear please share with your contacts feel free to like retweet tag post and share on social media if you want to follow us, you can follow me at Employer Simon um, or at Employer Jack. Do you want to spell Employer Jack?
1: Yep, it would be at E-M-P-L-A-W-Y-E-R-J-A-C-K.
0: Well done. Or you can follow Ruth. What's your name on Twitter, I'm Ruth?
2: I'm at Corp Lawyer Ruth.
0: How do, you to, do you want to spell that?
2: Um, now that Deep is...
0: Breath,
2: come on. <laughs> C-O-R-P-L-A-W-Y-E-R-R-U-T-H. Year 99.9% <laughs> good
0: okay that covers that podcast cheers and cheerio cheers Ruth
2: thanks and bye
1: <laughs> <laughs> bye